0: Hi, and welcome to episode 35. We're going to be talking about relationships, not that kind of relationship. We're going to talk about business relationships. We're going to talk about old school ways to make relationships and new ways to design them. So let's get into it. discuss here. Be ready for a fun, insightful journey with me. Reveal hidden secrets. Be challenged and inspired. This is the Clearly Catherine Podcast. What if I told you that creating email newsletters could be as easy as posting to social media? That's right. Flowdesk offers an all-in-one email marketing system. It's the easiest way to get started in building your email list today. Go to flowdesk.com. That's F L O. DESK.com slash C slash Clearly Catherine for your 30 days free and 50% off your subscription. You can also find the link in the show notes. Relationships, business relationships. It's a forgotten art or maybe a forgotten way of business. It seems like when people talk about engage and build relationships in your business, it's this new idea, but it isn't a new idea. It isn't a new idea at all. It's so funny how somewhere along the way, whether it being social media or society in general and cultures, we lost our way and how business is done and how relationships are done. Even though it continued to work that way, we kind of forgot the art form of it. You see, I come from a long, long line of entrepreneurs from both sides of my family. In fact, looking back generationally, it's really hard to find someone who's not an entrepreneur in my family. So you could say I bleed entrepreneurship. Don't know much else, honestly. And I was lucky enough to grow up at the dining room table, the kitchen table and anywhere else where entrepreneurship, business strategy, policy were discussed in relationships because we were with friends at breakfast. We were with friends with dinner. We were at friends at the rodeo, wherever it was. These were my father's and my mother's friends that were from business And I remember always knowing people do business with people they know, people they're friends with. And as I developed my own business, I would hear this strange phrase that never really made sense to me. And I'm gonna be honest, it still doesn't. It's all in who you know. Well, I'm gonna say it's not all in who you know, because in my experience, a lifetime experience, and watching other generations, I've found it's all in who knows you. That's right. It's all in who knows who you are, not who you know. So let's think about this logically. Let's make it just simple. So if I was going to recommend someone to you, I would recommend a person I know, a person that I know because I either know of them, worked with them, I know somebody else has worked with them who've had a a good experience. And I am now going to recommend them to you. It doesn't really have anything to do with who you know, how you get the recommendation. It's that I have heard of, experienced, been recommended to you seeing you see where i'm going with this it's not because you called around to the right people it's because you build a reputation for yourself and reputations can be a lot of different things reputation of expertise a reputation of your attitude Reputation of your knowledge, a reputation of your relationship building, reputation for following through, having great resources. It can be so many different things. It can be a combination of different things. My experience I've found one of the best reputations to build is one of respect. How do you build a reputation of respect? You build a reputation of respect through really honing how you connect with people. Here's an example. I only ask, make recommendations to my contacts, my relationships, my friends of people I feel that will value their time, be an asset to them, or be some type of, value, in the sense that this is going to be a good connection for each other, they're going to help with another, or if my friend is looking for specific people to help because they want to serve and I find someone that fits that, I try to make sure that I'm always very respectful of my contacts' time, their goals, and and what their service level is, because I I wanna make sure that when I make a recommendation that they can fulfill that, and it's worth them fulfilling. The person I recommend is going to follow through, is going to call, is going to do whatever it is to make that relationship work, and a new relationship is made. I do my very best at vetting, really both sides, honestly, I've either pre-vet the person I'm going to send the recommendation to, or I kind of double check with them. Sometimes I'll double check before I send someone and say, hey, I have this connection. I'm not sure if it's something you wanna do or you're interested in, but here's this thought. They'll say yes or no, and then I find someone else. But I really try to really make sure I'm careful with that. And this is part of that relationship because then they think of me for other things. This is one of the key elements in building a strong network. And also building real relationships. I would say a lot of my business relationships are actually my friends. They're my true friends. I've developed incredible close bonds with them. They are people that I will vacation with. They'll stay at my home, I'll stay at their home. This is a personal relationship that it becomes. This is the way I've always done business. This is how I was taught to do business. And I'll bet a lot of you naturally do business like this too. And this is where that mixed phrase, mixed because it it's really mixed messaging. It doesn't really align with what really happens of it's all in who you know. It really is in who knows you. Who thinks that you are someone who follows through? Who thinks that you are someone, an expert in an area? Who is someone who knows you well? If you had to pick between three people and one person you know, you're going to pick the person you know if they all come in with the exact same offer. Generally, very slim chance. They'll pick someone they don't know. Or they'll pick the person that they Were recommended by someone they know. This is how we do business. So how do we strategize and do business like this in a virtual world? It's a bit different, I know. Um, There will be some from the virtual landscape that that's their only place and this is what they're used to. And then there'll be some of us that are a little bit more old school and face-to-face is what we prefer. Now we can do our our virtual video and phone calls, and those are great. And honestly, I taught many mentoring courses and things back in the days of only conference calls. And so adapting to some of this is fine, but the relationship building is a little bit more difficult when you're just doing social media. So how are we gonna go about doing this? How are we gonna get people to know us in a very authentic real way that doesn't feel like it's one-sided, I want to remind you that it's all in who knows you. Start there. Who knows you? Do you even know who knows you? Oftentimes I didn't. I'd find out. We need to remember what are we setting out in the world? What are we sending? What message? What standard are we setting of ourselves for others to see? How are we presenting ourselves? And this is where I really think we need to stop and look at. How are you presenting yourself? How are you speaking? And then I'm talking about the written word as well. Are you stopping and thinking before you're replying or commenting to something? It's easy to just quickly jot something out or type snap something back, but are you taking the time? Are there ways to make sure you're being considerate to yourself? Think about ourselves first. I mean this by how do you want to be seen? How do you want to behave? Who do you want to be? Because it's... Creating that, I'm gonna go back to, I think once I've talked about Cary Grant. You know, Cary Grant created a character of Cary Grant, of this person he wanted to be. The style, the speech, the the gait, the mannerisms, the behaviors of the man he wanted to become. And yes, often that was the character he played in his movies, but he would talk about how he created this character of Cary Grant of the man he would like to become. And he said not until much later in his life that he finally had become Cary Grant. So I use that analogy because I want you to think about, do you have an idea of your Cary Grant? of who you want to be, where you want to be? How do you want to behave when you're there? How do you want to be thought of? How do you want to think of yourself? I don't know about you, but I've been in relationships or situations where I thought, I don't like who I am in this situation or this relationship or this moment in time. And can you say that? Can you say that you're in a situation or you're in a relationship or the way you're doing things is the person you want to be? Do you know who you want to be? Again, it goes back to sometimes figuring out what you don't want tells you what you do want. So maybe it's a moment of figuring out what you don't particularly like, or you don't want to be like, or, or bad habits you're ready to get rid of. So why are you going to replace it with? What does it, What's the good side? What is the behavior you want to replace it with? Where do you want it to be? What do you want it to look like? Who do you want to be? Who is your Carrie Grant for yourself? And as you create this character for yourself, stepping into the shoes, again, it's something we've talked about before. You fake it till you make it. You be, start molding yourself into who and where you want to be. You dress the part, you speak the part, you walk the part, you behave in that. And as you do that, you begin to set a standard for yourself that is then recognized by others. So it is no longer a fake it till you make it character you created, but now it is who you are. The best of you, the best of where you can be, and then you go to the next level. But When we talk about now, we're going to go back to taking this character, that you, who you want to be. What do you want to share with the world? What service do you want to have? How do you want to speak? How do you want to share things in the world? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And as a leader, you need to be very clear of what this is. And as a leader, you need to be as consistent as possible for yourself and others, because you are setting the standard for others to follow. It's just like being a parent, leading a company, leading a group, leading a club, leading anything. You are setting a standard of how you want that behavior to be, what that environment should be, what that experience should be. You are setting that standard. And so as we're now working more in a virtual world, yes, some of us are still out and about in the world, and I think that's great because that's the way it should be. But we still have to remember, over the last decade, communication has changed. People's behavior and what they say and how they interact with one another is unfiltered in a way that I know doesn't shed light in the way they want. Sometimes it shows the worst light on you. I think, oh, those are the places I don't want to show. These are the parts of me I wish I wasn't doing. Oh, that's a moment. Catch that moment. So how can you do it differently? Figure out what message are you trying to share? And I don't, honestly, I don't really care if you are trying, oh, this is only for business. This should be for all of you. Because You want to well-round yourself. Are you going to be a nasty person to people that you have personal relationships or fly off the cuff or say things and go, whoops, in just your personal life? No, this is going to be for who you are as a whole person. You are a leader. A leader doesn't stop being a leader. You are a leader all the time. So this is you as the leader of your life and those that follow behind you or support you. So who do you want that to be? What does that look like? Be very clear. What are those characteristics? How do you speak? Are you always positive? Are you always supporting other people? Are you always to the point? Are you giving direct feedback type of, what are you? Is it a mix of all those different things? What is that? Now look at when you communicate with people, a sp- especially when it comes to any type of social media or interaction or engagement of any kind. Stop and think. If it's not face-to-face and you're not comfortable saying it to them, their face, then don't say it and think of something else. Maybe you have to stop. Maybe you need to take this interesting tactic and that is stop, make a video answering the question, and then you have to post the video. Why do I say that's a good idea? Because what it does is it stops you. Now you have to go into your phone and you have to record yourself. When you do that, you have to stop for a moment. You have to get into the new app. You got to record the video. Think of what you're going to say. Now you're on camera. It's you saying it to them. Uh, That changes it a little bit, right? Now what you have to do is you have to take the video and you have to upload it into whatever platform it is. Suddenly you're having to look at yourself, say it, hear yourself, say it, feel yourself say it. And does that change how you communicate? What if we all had to do that? I mean, I'm even listening to some people that are just audio and they're not watching what they say. So what if all of a sudden we could only reply messages through a video? What if you tried that and just to see what happened? Do you get different engagement? Do you get different comments? Do you watch what you say? And I'm not talking about censoring yourself. I don't mean censor what you say. What I mean is, are you being more thoughtful? Are you behaving in your Cary Grant way? Are you behaving and speaking and tone and holding yourself in the way that you want to present yourself, in the person that you're becoming, the new level of yourself in leadership? Thanks to Flowdesk, I can create great looking emails that don't require a lot of setup. Seriously, as easy as a social media post. After using many of the top competitors, Flowdesk has become my all-time favorite email marketing platform. Flowdesk does all the tagging for me. With Flowdesk, I can see which of my subscribers are most engaged, what they're most interested in reading, and what they've clicked on, plus tons more data. So if you're sick of messing around with all the email marketing setup and tired of paying high prices that just go up as you grow, then give Flowdesk a try. One monthly price for unlimited subscribers. That's right, unlimited subscribers. That's one price, no hidden fees. Are you ready to take your business to the next level with email marketing? Go to flowdesk.com, that's F-L-O-D-E-S-K.com slash C slash Clearly Catherine for your 30 days free and 50% off your subscription. Or you can click on the link below in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. And as we adapt to societal changes, our habits will change. And I've seen so many people's habits in communication change by not having so much face-to-face interaction. They're doing so much more virtual interaction and that filter is disappearing. The behavior of who they want to be is disappearing. And they've forgotten what that looks like. And we've all done it, I'm not perfect, I'll tell you that right now. But the truth is we need to start creating the society that we want, choosing how we want to feel, choosing how we want to react, and choosing how we want to behave. And as we do that, we start to build a better society for all of us. Because if we start communicating with respect, if we start communicating by respecting ourselves, firstly, of course, we are then respecting the other people around us. And if everyone started doing that, think of the language we would use and the relationships we would create. Yeah, we're getting back to relationships again. The relationship you would create with people if you took the time to be a considerate person and answering thoughtfully. I've seen this. Some people have sent just an audio and in a direct message instead of texting. I think that's great. Figure out what works for you, but take the time. Take the thoughtfulness for yourself. Be thoughtful of what you're putting out in the world. Be thoughtful of the persona that you are creating for yourself, that you are creating of who you want to be? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be better at? Do you leave a message or type something and then regret it or see later on and go, ugh, that sounded awful? Then be more thoughtful. And it's not about are people judging you? What did they think? It's about what do you think? Do you feel like it's okay? Does it match who you are as a leader? Does it match what you want to be? Because that's what leadership is. And if you start creating a consistent communication style, a consistent way of behaving, a respectful manner to yourself and those around you, the relationships you create are way beyond who you know. It goes to who knows you. And when you're at who knows you, incredible things can happen. People will come out of the woodwork and say, hey, so-and-so told me to call you. I can't tell you how many incredible opportunities I've gotten from who knows me. I got a syndicated column in the business journal, all different kinds of opportunities. So build the persona that you want so that it's about people who know you. Once you know yourself so well, people will then know you as well. Not saying you have to be Cary Grant and buy a fedora, drive a beautiful 1940s car. But what I am saying is think about where do you want to be? A, what's your next level in life? What's that next chapter? Where are you trying to go? What is that outcome? What is that desire? And who are you when you get there? Because you're not the same person when you arrive. You change, you grow. So who is that person? And can you identify those areas that you can start working on now? Because once you bring all of those pieces into alignment, that's where the magic happens. And this is an intuitive thing, you know, in your gut, in your intuition, when it feels right or doesn't feel right, when you're like, mm, this isn't quite aligned with who I want to be or who I really am. I'm not giving that off in the world. Then find a different way to communicate, find a better way to communicate, highlight who do you want to be, what things you don't like, what situations don't make you feel good or you don't like the person that you are in them. What needs to change? What could be different? How could you communicate different? How could you behave differently? What does that look like in your future self? And mold yourself to that took Carrie Grant a lifetime. Not saying it has to take a lifetime, but I'm just saying it's a practice. Like anything else, I'm sorry to say, there is no recess. It's always practice, but it is a practice. So go for it. Create that image of who you are to become. And as always, keep it simple, be at ease with yourself, and allow intuition to light the way. Thanks for listening to the Clearly Catherine podcast. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. And we'll see you next time.